duplicate right. Okay, now say something. Say something. That's better. I'm giving up on you. Nailed it. That's a very old reference at That's this point. Good. It'll be our C roll or D roll or perhaps F roll. Froll. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a momentous occasion. This is the first one we're live streaming on our Discord. That's right. If you go on our Discord, you can see us record these ding-dang things live. I was going to say in person, but I mean, we're in separate places across the river from each other. But you can see our video feed. And you can hear all of the awful things we say that we cut out of the released episodes. (laughs) And... We do sometimes say awful things that we cut out. So and sometimes on accident, battle. sometimes not. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, to mark this momentous occasion, Cameron, I have uh, booked a few guests um, for us here uh, that I think are going to surprise you. They're going to be very special. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, my camera has been malfunctioning and you can't, it's not showing that they're right here next to me. They're, they're on their knee. They're just like kind of crouching down here. Um, so, uh, how about you introduce yourselves? Hi, this is Billie Eilish. Uh, I wrote and recorded this album, and uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, wow, hi. I can't believe... I'm, I'm the other one. Uh, the, the brother, <laughs> I think. Uh, I think the name is like Phoenix. Phineas like is what... Fitting yeah, Phineas all. Oh, yeah, fi- that's right. All, all caps, Phineas. yeah. Yeah, all caps. that's yeah. your name. Yeah, that, that's it. I yeah. can't believe we're Nathan was able to snag you two. This yeah, we're usually pretty busy, but uh, we, you know, this is such a big podcast, and we just felt like we owed it to the fans. Yeah, um, you two are pretty profoundly online, so I guess it shouldn't have come as much of a surprise. Yeah, we're we're all about Discord. Twitter. Minecraft. 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 That's right. Uh, PUBG. 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 Um, well, I'm assuming you're just going to sort of like listen for most of this. Yeah, we might just pop in once in a while if we feel like we have something to add or if we need a quote read. I like to do that. I like to appear on shows and read back quotes of things that I've said earlier just to get that like live (laughs) experience. This is going to be really uncomfortable just because a lot of this album, Billy, is about... um, you just <laughs> being uh, upset by like like people talking about your body and, and it's just are you planning really on talking about my body? I'm not going to talk about Can your we? body. I'm going to talk about talking about your body. Uh, what we talk about. about when we talk about talking about bodies. I get it. I oh, read Raymond Carver. So ero- okay. Such an erudite <laughs> pop star. I can't I'm believe I'm an intellectual it. pop song writer. Okay. Yeah. You, you are. Yeah, and it's... No irony. <laughs> no irony, yeah. I appreciate this. Uh, I, I like this album for pretty well. Yeah, I, I appreciate 
that not many people are really making this kind of music, the same kind of music as Billie Eilish. Um, okay, we're talking to Nathan, not good. Oh, you couldn't you couldn't tell just because of the voice? Oh, it looks like my uh, oh, camera yeah. miraculously fixed itself when uh, it didn't have to obscure my lips moving or, or anything like that. I assume that, that Billy and Phineas are sitting crisscross applesauce now, now that we can see your face. That's right. <laughs> You're saying how much you appreciated on. this album. Yeah, because um, who else is making music at this kind of crossroads of um, what's the uh, what's the word? Not like principles, but like the crossroads of like emphases, because it, it is like um, pretty well written, uh, like lyrically. It's not full of poetic bluffs or just on the nose prosaic nonsense. Um it yeah. is like it feels like kind of radio heady um it's similar to lana del rey in some ways but radiohead is literally all poetic bluffs <laughs> no musically i mean like radio heady uh that's a good point yeah. though <laughs> and i think they're pretty open about that honestly um yeah yeah and it's it's they're maybe... always talking in maths <laughs> they're buzzing, buzzing like, a fridge, like a fridge those guys <laughs> okay um yeah, it's it's maybe the most similar to Lana Del Rey of things that at least I know that I can uh, use as a touchstone. But I appreciate about Billie Eilish that she is uh, wearing her heart on her sleeve a lot more. Um, there is a bit like sort of detachment sometimes in like the delivery, but the things she's singing about, it's clear that she like really cares about and believes these things. And I appreciate that a lot. So we covered her first album as a palette cleanser that's right uh years ago must have been 2019 oh thank like god i got upgraded to a real season thanks a lot you guys yeah and uh we were looking for don't take it this wrong way but Me? we were looking for fillers oh because what we're really excited to talk about is uh uh abba and their new album and the new ICP album. But because I'm going on vacation, we aren't going to be able to do those ahead of time. So we'll be a little late getting those out. Well, honestly, Cameron, I, I don't know how I could compete with Wicked Clown Love. Whoop, whoop, everyone. And that's uh, canonical. <laughs> whoop, whoop, everyone. Uh, also, uh, I'm down with the clown. Yeah. Psychopatric. I've got a tattoo of the hatchet guy. Man, it seems like this uh, Phineas guy's surprised. like really unsure you of a lot, lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't get to hear him talk very often. That's true. I am curious about the who writes what, but you know, maybe we better keep it mysterious instead of doing more role playing. It's maybe. kind of a George and Lenny situation. I don't know what that means. So in the first album, what was that album called? I don't even remember. When where do we, we all fall asleep, where do we go? I think that's is it. Thank it. you. Um, that album was there was more persona stuff. Um, there was like more theater in it. I mm-hmm. would argue maybe in the music as well as the lyrics. Um, 
it felt more I would poppy and it felt more like it I was cared about establishing her as like a, a pop star or like a presence. And this album doesn't feel that way. Yeah, the last one there was this almost like um dom energy the whole time or a lot of the time. Oh yeah, with like bad guy and whatnot. Yeah, the songs like uh, bag. I mean, maybe that's the most obvious example, but um, there, there is just this like kind of like high chaos. Um, I mean, kind of wicked clown energy at times. It's Except canonical. She's singing about like being, like not taking zannies. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, this this album is very personal, and it's kind of about becoming an adult coming of age um Uh, being a woman a lot of the songs in this society and being a little bit less cryptic about Mm -hmm. power dynamics and she i would i would almost say like her her posture is like and her position is more low status or vulnerable Mm mm-hmm in a lot of these songs, whereas that's a good word for it, vulnerable. In the, yeah, in the in the last album, she's aloof or like actively abusive or in control, <laughs> and it's a problem, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But but in in this, she's just saying like, yeah, it sucks that people keep talking about like my boobs as a sixteen year old, or it sucks that like my um 22 year old boyfriend is letting me down and this album is about him basically mm-hmm. Spoiler but also alert, he's like, not great yeah i mean i don't remember any of the specific i i think there are some specifics in the genius lyrics what was his name he has some sort of like it's like fucking Elon's kid. It's like one of those kind of names. Oh, but it's like, like a stage Ash, name. and it has like Unicode symbols and shit in it. <laughs> we we it? should also say the title of the album is Happier Than Ever in 2021. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that that's the name of a song, and we'll get mm-hmm. a, get around to that song. I think that's one of the, the best songs on the album. Yeah, there's, some, there's actually some good stuff on Wikipedia. I mean, it characterizes it as a down-tempo pop record characterized by sparse jazz-influenced electro-pop arrangements set to meditative tempos, departing from the upbeat, trap-led sound of Eilish's debut studio album, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? I think I got it right. Hey. Um, uh, I can't find the name of this ex-boyfriend. Oh, uh, oh, here it is. S- uh, seven colon amp. Like seven amp. Ah, what a normal uh, rapper name. L.A. rapper Brandon Adams, a.k.a. 7Amp. I wonder if that's how that's pronounced. So, like, I, I, it sounds like he was just sort of, like, a neglectful, uncaring boyfriend, and that maybe sometimes he, like, would, like, hit a wall or something. Like, literally, like, punch a wall, because he's, like, emotionally stunted. So, mm-hmm. but that's not in the text of the songs. Mostly in the text of the songs, it talks about how he's, like, uh, chronically late to things and not in a cute way. Mm-hmm. Oh man, the, but, um, uh, I was searching sh- Seven Amp we... on Wikipedia and it, it brought up her personal life and sort of like what we were talking about with Justin Bieber. There, 
this is someone who grew up in public where everything was documented and scrutinized and disseminated to millions of people. And she did some dumb stuff um, that, uh, yeah, it seems like has been haunting her for years. I don't know um, about the dumb stuff other than having a dumb boyfriend, which is typical. She, um, she was in a video and she people saw her mouthing an anti-Asian slur. Uh, oh. It starts with a C. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's while lip syncing to the song Fish by Talia the Creator. Um, Interesting. She was also accused of queer baiting after using the caption, I love girls, to promote her music video for the single Lost Cause, which was also noted to contain sapphic undertones and scenes. Hmm. I mean... Hmm. We should talk about that when we get to it. I've watched the music. Video. I didn't. Okay. I should yeah. watch more videos. It's something I feel like I think to myself like I every have week. I take on whether or not something is sapphic. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to me like you're the expert, Mark. I, I am a non-binary queer person, and I will weigh in to the extent that I feel like I, I can and, and hold everything that I say very lightly to yeah. everyone listening. Yeah. Um, but uh, should we jump into these songs? Yeah. There's a lot of songs. Do. This is a Spotify era album, which yes. means that most of the songs are under three minutes or around three minutes. And there's a lot of them because that's how the pricing works. Yes. that I mean, that's something we saw from Justin Bingler also. Yep. Yeah. All right. So the first one is called Getting Older. Yeah, so once enjoyed, just keep me employed now. No, that's not something that I feel attacked to. This uh, this is a song about, um, I mean, getting older. That's the title mm-hmm. of the song. She is. Let's and see how how old is she? She is nineteen years old. She's nineteen. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I thought she was in her twenties by now. Oh boy, I I feel like I might have made it right out of my teens before I started feeling. Man, I'm starting to get older. I definitely remember feeling that pretty early on, like in my twenties. But I don't think I did it. 18 or 19 age. Maybe I did. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, this is a song about coming of age, but also like having to bear more responsibilities and bear more of the kind of the, the abuse of the adult world. Um, even though she already had to endure a little bit of that. Um, but yeah, the song is saying, it, it's different when a stranger's always waiting at your door, which is ironic because the strangers seem to want me more than anyone before. Too bad they're usually deranged. That is too bad. Yeah. Because otherwise, hey, free person that wants to hang out with you. Fun. <laughs> I, the rhyme scheme in this is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's 
the form, it's like seven lines. And I think it, the seven lines actually work out musically, metrically as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just the text that's seven lines. I think the music is as well. And um, the rhyme scheme, it in the first verse, it ends with, uh, you know, the strangers want me more than anyone before. Too bad they're usually deranged. And then at the end of the second verse is, um, which is ironic because when I wasn't honest, I was still being ignored. Um, and then parenthetically, a lion for attention just to get neglection. Which That's I'm, fun. Is that a word? Mm, I <laughs> It's fun. It. I don't have a problem with it <laughs> either way. Uh, now we're estranged. It um, is a word. So Look at that. It says uh, now non-standard, but it's it's on a uh, dictionary. See that that kind of like stretch can be really pleasant. Yeah, I mean it, it reminds me of like the playful wordplay of some early like jazz lyrics. You know. Yeah. Um, Shine on Harvest Moon has the line about uh, lovers underneath the willow tree for love they pine. It's not like a, a non-standard version of a word, but it's <laughs> just like this fun little gem of wordplay. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, there is a lot of kind of like early jazz in the last album as well. Um, Everything is satisfactual. I guess that's more yeah. like a... Wait, is, that's not jazz. What is that from? Is that from the racist movie song thing? Is oh, that no. zippity doo It might be zippity doo Oh, no. Nathan. Oh, no. Nathan mentioned a racist thing. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll go to the bad corner. What I was trying to say is that it rhymes before with ignored and deranged with estranged, but there's like 30 to 40 seconds in between those rhymes. So it's this like long game rhyme scheme and all the, the rhymes before are, are different. Mm-hmm. I think that's like kind of fun. I like that. Cause that's I remember cool. like mm-hmm. tracking it at the time. I'm like, that's that sounds familiar, which is like, how long can your brain hold a pattern? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So little things like that are really pleasant and make, I think our trust building, like we talk yes. about this kind of thing a lot when we're listening to an artist is just like, um, any good, any good artist is going to do things that are challenging to you. You know, it's like, Hmm, like, like saying neglection mm-hmm. and when well, you I think do fun ICP. stuff, I don't, I don't recall them doing anything challenging. <laughs> um, when you, when the artist in, in the song, in the content of the song sort of makes these deposits of like, see, here's a fun rhyme scheme. These, these trust deposits, like, or <laughs> here's a pleasant melody or here's like a little moment of pleasure. Um, then it makes you, accept the more kind of like challenging things later. Like if there's a prosaic moment or a poetic bluff, mm-hmm. um, a potential poetic bluff that you, maybe you can't totally, you can't decide if it's one or not. Yeah. It makes sense of, uh, or a word like neglection, you mm-hmm. know, like, yeah. And I feel like Billie Eilish and Phineas are really good at, uh, earning trust. So that they can like challenge it. Thanks they can so get much, away Cameron. With That's really nice of you. <laughs> Sorry, I keep talking about you in third person. Yeah, uh, uh, 
Um, I think this oh, line looks is... like they're trying to talk at the same time, Cameron. Check, Check this. this out. Hey, it's both of us averaged together. This is weird. Uh, I like this line that she, third person, <laughs> uses. I've had some trauma, did things I didn't want to, was too afraid to tell you, but now I think it's time. That's the very end of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a kind of a, a lovely introduction song saying like, hey, this album, I'm going to be a little more forthcoming. I'm going to be a little bit more honest and less um, performative. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, and I'm going to actually talk about things that matter to me and talk about some like heavier stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it feels more autobiographical and more yeah. confessional at times. Uh, whereas the last album felt a little bit more like, here's my persona that I'm sort of like building up. And, you know, this is my pop star persona, what it's going to be. And this one's like, no, this is just yeah. who I am. And especially in like, it, COVID times. It kind of reminds me of the Alanis transition where the first album is just this like big aggressive I think you mean the third um, album Cameron the th- Are you forgetting oh, her Canadian years I forgot years? about the Canadian pop albums yes. I apologize I did Oh uh, no Jagged Little Pill um, I know Alanis and you better watch out or I'll tell her about that <laughs> Jagged Little Pill is this like celebratory aggressive chaotic album that's all about like persona and then the next album and albums after that are all sort of these like kind of vulnerable emotions laid bare uh, follow up albums. Um, the only difference is that like it feels like Billie Eilish has done the work to understand what is happening and to lay it out. And like she's ahead of the things that she's saying. Um, she's not in the middle of her process. Yeah, I think that's and a good she's way. She's able it. to artistically uh, communicate these ideas, even though they are still very vulnerable. But she's able to communicate them in a way that's palatable and not just like, "Wow, I'm in the middle of this. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so sad." Um, yeah, that's a good point because that's. V- very tough for artists to do. Um, speaking as someone who's spent a lot of time in like uh, poetry, like workshops um, and <laughs> covered a lot of lyrics with uh, on this show. Uh, it seems to be extremely hard for artists to um, be in the middle of something and be able to write about it in a way that isn't just off putting. I feel like that's a big reason why I haven't written a song in a long time. Just because I've been constantly in the middle of shit <laughs> for like eight years. <laughs> Not that long, but mm-hmm. yeah. You got a lot what going on. We, You're large. You contain multitudes. What else should we talk about? Uh, yeah, let's see. Huh. Do you want to talk about I Didn't Change My Number? I have a couple sound samples. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about it then. I Didn't Change My Number. Should've 
don't take it out on me I'm out of sympathy for you Maybe you should leave Before I Oh, I was dancing and just unplugged my headphones and I couldn't hear anything. Uh, yeah. Um, this is a more of an aggressive high status song mm-hmm. for um, this album. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if she's like, I don't know if I'd characterize it as necessarily aggressive. I don't know. She's just, it's maybe a little bit sassy. Um, sure. I mean, she's saying Laura said I should be nicer, but not to you. <laughs> um, and That's then what does she say? Uh, I'm out of sympathy for you. Maybe you should leave before I get too mean. That's true. The, yeah. Um, but she says, uh, I didn't change my number. I only changed who I believe in. Like she's yeah. just sort of asserting her self-respect of not really engaging with this person. Oh, yeah, in verse one, I didn't change my number. I only changed who I reply to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... uh, It's like a just so you know. Mm -hmm. I'm not counting on, like, a plausible deniability here. Like, I'm ignoring you on purpose. (laughs) Like, don't have any hope that you have an inroad with me anymore. You might think this is about, you know, someone I knew in my personal life, but... (laughs) It's actually about uh, all the companies that try to get me to uh, change my car warranty. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been, I, I buy like two or three warranties a week, but they just never stop. And so I decided at some point I just had to cut them off and make a clean break and change who I replied to. Uh, I didn't think I was going to get a specific answer out of you because on all of your like verified genius and Spotify comments on your songs, your quotes are saying, Oh, this is a, this is a generic song. That's not about anything in particular. (laughs) Or so it's good to actually know it's good to get (laughs) an exclusive on the show. Exclusive. Yeah. Uh, or she, uh, or you Billy, sorry to refer you in third person. Um, uh, she might say like what the color of a, uh, of a song is on her Instagram story. She said, this song was a dark brown slash red. Is she a synesthete? Is that what's going on? You know, I th- seem to remember that from the last album. Yeah, she stated she has Tourette syndrome, synesthesia, and has d- experienced depression. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, I was. Yeah, reading all those color descriptions, and uh, I don't know. They seem. I can see that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I can't see it, but I can understand mm-hmm. <laughs> these associations. Doesn't seem like too much of a stretch. Mm-hmm. Dark Brown Red is the song. Yeah, sure. I believe it. I don't have any reason not to believe you. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, the thing I like about this song the most is uh, they took samples of their English pit bull shark. Oh. That's a confusing name. How do they expect us to keep it straight? Whether what kind of pet it is? Uh, Yeah, they're they're very rich. They they very well could have a shark. (laughs) They could have a shark. Um, I don't know what sounds sharks make, but uh, I think this is actually a pit bull. Uh, Do you want to play the the sample that says dog snarl beat? 
We actually do have a shark. A couple of them. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll play that uh, dog snarl beat. Okay. Yeah. Dog snarl. Yeah, beat. and then uh, I couldn't quite hear it through the through the Discord, but the like snarl continues mm-hmm. throughout. It's pretty cool. It's a percussive uh, shark dog snarl. A percussive shark dog snarl beat. Naturally. Um, I also took the sound sample that says, what a cool sound. I think, I don't remember what the sound is, but it's some sort of synth noise that happens like later on in the song mm-hmm. after the first couple verses. You want to play that? I do. Refresh my that. memory. I do. Yes. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Yeah, there's that's cool. Yeah, there's there's some of that stuff that sounds very radioheady to me, like some of the like noise or like static or that kind of thing, you know. Later on in that track, uh, it has like a synth voice that like doubles that. Mm -hmm. It's like extra out there. Mm. Yeah, I I can hear some radiohead in this. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. What do you think about this line? You don't deserve to feel so hurt. <laughs> um, I like it in the context of the song. I, it's a bit of a presumptuous thing to say to someone, but it's not that much more presumptuous than the sure. follow-up line. You got a lot of fucking nerve, and that's like very precedented right. in like a kiss-off song. Um, right. Yeah, and it, I think it's, it's I think it's an interesting maybe, line. I think it's maybe something that people certain people at certain times might need to hear or might it might be useful for them to hear you know yeah i think what it's getting at is she's calling out this person for being fragile or Um, playing the martyr maybe or playing the martyr yeah and like there's a difference between you know people are entitled to have their emotions uh but they're not entitled to have their emotions met with some a, a particular type of response yes and uh, or to have that burden carried by any particular people especially mm-hmm. people who maybe they've been shitty to yes so, <laughs> exactly <yeah. laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a a compelling idea you don't mm-hmm. deserve to be to, to feel so hurt I kind of like this think, um this tone that she's taking to like, it, it does remind me a little bit of Alanis. I think that's a good like um, comparison to draw, but I like that. She's kind of just like bored with this person too. It seems like it's just like, yeah, I'm just like done and you're bad. And I just, you suck. Leave, leave me alone. <laughs> I like that as like a, a tone to take in a song. It feels like very empowered. Yeah. Not to say that Alanis, you- like her just, fierce aggression is not empowered of course yeah, yeah um totally well what, what else do you want to talk about in this album do you want to talk about billy bossa nova um 
song about sex, it's ostensibly bossa nova. Yeah. I don't know. It's not the most interesting. There's an interesting quote here from Phineas. We have to do a lot of goofy bullshit when we go on tour where uh, where we enter through freight elevators and hotels and stuff so that paparazzi doesn't follow us to our room. And so we acted as if there were was also a secret love affair going on in there of Billy being like, nobody saw me in the lobby. Nobody saw me in your arms as if there was a mystery person in her life during all of that. That's like literally what the song is about. You mean this song is fictional? I feel betrayed. (laughs) All songs need to be a hundred percent real life reality. And I will accept nothing less. (laughs) Um, I don't need to cover that song. You can yeah. play the sound sample, then we can move on. Okay, yeah, why not? It's this is um supposedly bossa nova. Oh, bye guys. <laughs> See you later. Thank you. Uh, I was really starstruck. It was <laughs> distracting to me. Me too. I was kept. Dist- I kept like being distracted and thinking like, are they going to have to speak up? And you know, how much pressure will that be, etc. Um. <clears throat> <laughs> I appreciate that um, that they said something and didn't just sort of disappear. Yeah, 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 you just got to make a clean break. <laughs> no Irish goodbye. <laughs> they are kind of Irish, aren't um, they? Though? O- O'Connell is the last we... name. We could talk about my future. No, Cameron, let's talk about Billie Eilish's future. I think that's going to be... Billie oh. Eilish is my future. Yes, here we go. That's now. No, that's what I'm talking about. interesting song um this is not the kind of you don't see a lot of songs written about this to just be like um very like taking ownership and agency of one's own future and saying like i've changed my plans and i am really excited and i'm in love with what i'm going to do and who i'm going to become um yeah, yeah, and if I remember right from the text, it's specifically saying, like, I'm I'm turning down a romantic partner because I already have this other romantic partner that I'm committed to, which is my future personified as a romantic partner, mm-hmm. which is a uh, fun kind of metaphor. Yeah. I mean, she also, like, takes a little, little bit of a different direction in the second verse. Um I know supposedly I'm, lo- I'm lonely now. No, I'm supposed to be unhappy without someone, but aren't I someone, you know? Um, yeah. I was just reading recently about, um, gosh, who was it? Some sort of celebrity that I'm forgetting the name of who um, is self-partnered. She or they, oh. um, uh, f- like, phrase it 
as just like they are what they need for themselves and they do not feel the need to construct some like a romantic relationship with another person and i thought that was like a very interesting idea and if that yeah if that's like what people are going for like go for it you know look up in the mirror like damn she the one <laughs> i wonder who that was uh if I can yeah. find it, maybe I'll put it in the show notes or learn It seems something. like a good attitude to have as a 19-year-old, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's a bit, like, maybe cliched by the, this point, but... Um, oh, it was Emma Watson says so she's uh, self-partnered. Um, oh, God. Hermione, right? <laughs> yeah, and uh, the, 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 <laughs> the first article I found about it is from Better by Today, and I think their name might be a little bit of a misnomer because the title of this article is Emma Watson says she's self-partnered. Here's what that means and why it's... Oh, I'm sorry. I embarrassed myself. I thought the title of it was Here's what that means and why it's a bad idea. Instead, it says And why it's not a bad idea. Oh, okay. I apologize <laughs> to all of our friends at Today Magazine website. Truly better than us. Yeah, I'm gonna take some time to listen, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a funny, that's such a funny part of apologies. I'm gonna take some time to listen. <laughs> I think that's so interesting. Yeah. Um. um right. So that was a total you, tangent. I went you on. See that, um, did you see that? To add another tangent to this, did you see that Chappelle? Uh, did a, f- a follow up his first public statement since his like, you know, super transphobic, again, mm-hmm. a Netflix special. I did not. Did he? Uh... Where he said, "I'm on Team Turf." <laughs> oh, and, awesome! And, uh, among a bunch of other things. So Fuck. in this statement, I mean, not surprising. He said like that he's like willing to meet with uh, Netflix transgender Netflix employees, um, Netflix staff. Um, but he's like, I'm only going to do it under certain conditions. And like he said, you know, I get to choose the time and place. I will not be summoned, um, which is all, I think, more or less reasonable, I guess, until at the very end, his last demand is. And also well, his one of the other demands is you have to watch the whole special, which I think is also reasonable to some extent if you're going to voice a specific uh, grievance. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. and have a one-on-one interaction with someone. But then the last uh, thing uh, that he demanded uh, that would be a precursor to meeting is you have to admit that Hannah Gatsby isn't funny. Um, huh. Seems, seems a bit tyrannical, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's just like, uh, and just so you couldn't tell, go fuck yourselves you know yeah like, i don't care exactly. what you think yeah like oh god i'm not actually planning on meeting with any of you what a dick um, one. which for, for the record when hannah gatsby isn't being funny it's on purpose yes like that's and she talks about that in her sets like i wonder how I'm, many times Dave Chappelle has uttered the sentence, women aren't funny, also. Just like as a, as a bit of a side note. <laughs> I bet it's not zero. You know, I'm, 
I think maybe we can like kind of tie it back into the albums, into this album. But like, we're talking about personas and mm-hmm. like persona, real, your pop persona, whether it's whatever medium you're in, as it relates to your quality, mm-hmm. um, your skill. And uh, I think Dave Chappelle is operating under this kind of assumption that I think he grew up in this era where a comedian was the smartest person in the room Mm -hmm. or the coolest person, you know, and like, that's kind of what he thinks is funny. Mm -hmm. It's this specific type of almost like sex appeal or power. Mm -hmm. And, um, it makes sense to me why he doesn't think that Hannah Gatsby is funny because the jokes that she makes are usually about being disempowered, mm-hmm. um, having sexism or queer, various types of queer transphobia um, leveled at her um, or being autistic um, and being fucking awkward mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and not being able to read social cues and getting into zany situations because of it. And uh, I wish I had a drop right now for the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm theme song. That should be on my soundboard. Why is it not on my soundboard? Um, I've got this one. Yeah, and it makes sense to this? me that he doesn't think that she's... All right. Is that close enough? Kind of loud. <laughs> it's, it's loud for me too. I don't know. Who if it's wants loud. to be a millionaire? Dave Chappelle at any cost. <laughs> at any cost. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, I think it's. I'm. I haven't heard people talking about this album, and I wonder if part of the reason is because Billie Eilish is playing lower status in mm. a lot of these in a lot of these songs. Not the one we just listened to. Um, but in a lot of these, she's being vulnerable. She's talking about having her feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. She's talking about being, um, abused or taken advantage of. It's and not often a very, the answer in the, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt I, that way. I think, I think we're just still in our in-person rhythm from last week. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> but it's, it's not working with the lag. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, it's not a very danceable album. Uh, I no. It, there were a bunch of songs that went to the top forty of the Billboard Hot 100, um, but I, it does not seem that it's as popular as her debut. And um, yeah, I think, like very generally speaking, the stuff that tends to be successful in like a pop way is something that you can dance to, like theoretically. Not that. Hopefully, a lot of people are going out to clubs right now. Or yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> good, good point. Um, she is it this song, "My Future," where she's talking about yeah, she she wrote uh, "My Future" at the beginning of quarantine. So there's a lot of like loneliness mm-hmm. in this song, and I think it's not explicitly about quarantine, but I think that kind of energy is in it too. It's like. I feel like there's a number of albums that came out that were very sort of like personal and uh, that didn't feel like they were like big <laughs> danceable albums. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, even it's in a, a way, kind of like time. Fiona, Fiona Apple, Apple's um, 
Fetch the Bulk Cutters album. Um, it was kind of like that. Um, I listen to that. Did that come out during or like as a result of pandemic yeah. quarantine? Yeah, and she okay. just recorded it all herself at her home and just like mm. banged on chairs and stuff. <laughs> you haven't listened to that album? No, I haven't listened to any Fiona Apple. Uh, I, I'm i behind on Fiona Apple. I've only heard like a couple albums all the way through, but Fetch the Bulk Cutters fucking rules. It's okay. so good. And it's so interesting. And it's... Um, Let's just stop this right now and let's go listen to it. I mean, <laughs> fuck this show. <laughs> full disclosure, I I'm I'm into happier than ever. Fetch the Bolt Cutters is one of my favorite albums. I think it's so good and okay. it's better than this yeah. album. <laughs> um, but uh, you know that's it's better than most albums. That's no fault of Phineas and uh, Billie Eilish here. Can we move on to like Lost yes. Cause? Yeah, let's. We got it. We got to keep moving. Um, you want to skip over? Uh... She does some interesting stuff with. Is Goldwing worth talking about? Do you think? Yeah, I didn't take any notes for mm, it. Maybe not. It's yeah, oxytocin is like about um, sex. That's also. the danciest. Yeah, maybe we can at least listen to the sound sample for that one. Yeah, I think it's interesting. It's very atonal. Oh, this is the one where Billie Eilish fucks God also. Is it, does that happen? <laughs> yes. If you wow. only pray on Sunday, Lucky. could you... <laughs> if you only pray on Sunday, could you come my way on Monday? Because I like to do things God doesn't approve of if she saws. She couldn't look oh, away. Right. Look away, look away. She'd want to get involved, involved, involved. And what would people say, people say, people say, if they listen through the wall, the wall, the wall. I think there's a pretty strong implication that Billie Eilish is in a at least three-way possibly orgy with uh, god so good for her you know <laughs> yeah god god is a woman as ariana grana told us years ago Did you say ariana grana i thought i said grande oh. this is my third glass of wine i'm not drinking her- herbal tea like you are i can't pronounce simple words and names i blame it it's the discord i blame discord it's the Discord. Um, dropped packets. Dropped packets. Yeah. Um, um, lost cause is what you wanted to talk about. Yeah, let's talk lost cause. Okay. Thought you had your shit together, but damn, I was wrong. You were nothing but a lost cause. This ain't nothing like it once was I know you think it's such an outlaw But you got no job This is such a Radiohead song So this is This song's an American Pseudo-historical uh, negationist Mythology that claims <laughs> The cause of the Confederate states during the American Civil War Was just heroic and not Centered on slavery It has continued to influence racism, gender roles And religious attitudes in the south to the present day <laughs> Is that why you wanted to talk about this song Just so you could do that? <laughs> no, that was a last minute idea What did oh. you think of that bit? <laughs> <laughs> Great bit uh, Wait, hang on Cameron mentioned something racist Go to the naughty corner 
No. <laughs> uh, so I guess maybe we can talk about the actual text of the song, and then we can talk about about the music video. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Oh, this is the one that was the um, accused of queer baiting. The queer one? baiting one. Gotcha. That's okay. The, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, yeah. Um, this is about a person who lets her down um, and yeah. kind of just disrespects her gestures of affection. Um, Pre chorus is I sent you flowers. Did you even care? You ran the shower and left them by the stairs. Thought you had your shit together, but damn, I was wrong. Yeah, you had nothing but a this, lost cause. I think this lyric, I know you think you're such an outlaw, but you got no job. That is like kind of a kind of a poetic bluff, but I like it. I like the like, I'm firing you. You got no job. I like the implication that cool. being an outlaw is also a job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think of it more as sort of like a vocation or a calling, but I guess you could call it a job. Uh-huh. <laughs> Or maybe it's specifically, it it's intentionally in that couplet. I know you think you're such an outlaw, like, but the, if you were to say it more prosaically, but in in reality, you just are unemployed. Oh like, yeah, that's that's yeah. a good point too. Yeah, you just don't have a job. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's all. <laughs> um, I used to think you were shy, yeah. but maybe you just had nothing on your mind. Holy shit! Ouch. That's. That's great. That's very mean. <laughs> it's that's like an Alanis lyric. That's like cuts yeah. you to the bone. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. I used to wish you were um, mine, but that was way before I realized someone like you would always be so easy to find. Ain't that? Yeah, the I truth? I like this song. I feel like this is a very to me, this is very teenage experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I still experience this kind of thing to this day, but like, oh, there's Becca. We're we're live streaming video, just so you know. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, the once and future guest of the show. <laughs> the the feeling of pedestaling someone mm-hmm. and thinking that they have so much power, and then become becoming disillusioned with them and realizing, Oh, this person is just a fucking clown. <laughs> like, and not the kind that we're so down with whoop, whoop. this person. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. Not a, whoop, not a wicked clown. clown, just a boring clown. Yeah. Well, a laughable clown time. even. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, let's, I guess let's talk about the, the music video. Yes. I'll start so, playing it on mute just over here in this little tiny Yeah, so you can take a look. Um, oh, this is just a the music video is barf. really entertaining. Um, it's shot in a very, like, kind of like, I don't know, kind of like Beastie Boys hip-hop kind of way. Like, it's mm-hmm. pretty fun. Um, it's very different tonally to the, like, music videos of the last album. Um specifically it seems like kind of porny like it's like kind of pornographic it's um, kind of shot like a softcore porno a little bit like in some of the yeah so it's a bunch of um 
a bunch of ladies, I would assume. That's what we're to believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I in in the coding of the of the storytelling, the characters in this. Um and they're having a sleepover in this uh big rich house and they're um trying on clothes they're shooting silly string at each other they're dancing around they're like kind of rubbing up against each other and they're mm-hmm. like kind of maybe almost making out but not quite yeah it's i'm for, not it's sure referencing the like uh pillow fight scenes or like that kind of genre like of, animal house yeah of like uh, sexualizing yeah. women of just like when women get alone they just like strip down to the underwear and just kind of rub on each other yeah and but we there's can some peek through the in... window and watch it. <laughs> there's some other stuff in here that I think is less like that, less coded like that, that's kind of just more fun. Um, like, they're eating a bunch of junk food. Yes. In this. And not in, like, some sort of lurid way. They're just, like, eating snack chips. Um, there's a bunch of cuts snack of... Snack chips. Uh, Billie Eilish... <laughs> meal chips <laughs> yeah like french fries <laughs> um jojo's there's but there's a bunch of clips of billy eilish on like some sort of roller chair being rolled around the house mm-hmm. um, twerking going on there's some like nerf guns so not everything is like specifically male gaze um the like it feels very lesbian sub- fantasy. It feels very like subverting or mocking of the male gaze. Well, I would say that it feels kind of subverting kind of, <laughs> of the okay. male gaze. <laughs> I kind of don't know what to do with it, especially because later on in this album, she talks about, um, there's a song called male fantasy. Yes. And she talks about um, how disillusioned she is with porn and with feminine pleasure in porn. And this album, or I mean, and this music video is so, to me, feels so male gaze-y. And then there's the issue of, like, is it queer baiting or not? And then I, I feel complicated about this issue of, queer baiting mm-hmm. like i i feel like it's a non-issue hmm. most of the time mm-hmm. uh i mean maybe i could i wonder if that's a hot examples take. but to that might be a hot take oh is this and the I, internet outrage machine in action here comes here it comes <laughs> i'm eager um i feel like if billy eilish like wants to do this then she should and she doesn't have to like come out as something right you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i don't know exactly i mean there's like yeah this music video is like it feels kind of fraught i kind of have trust in her like artistic vision and her mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. um i don't know what to do with it but i also feel like in terms of whether it's queer baiting or not i'm just like i don't really care um, and I feel like it's weird that, I don't know. I feel like people throw that term around and I don't think that that's what's going on here. I feel like there's an obvious, some sort of commentary on like a male gaze of, mm-hmm. you know, 
sexualized sleepovers. Yeah, I feel like... But, um... If... I wonder if this is true, what I'm about to say. Uh, Okay. It feels like about as, quote-unquote, queer baity as that scene from Animal House. You know? Like, it's like... I mean, sure. Yeah. And, I mean, part of that is that, for whatever reason, a lot of heterosexual dudes, uh, cis dudes, um, do have like weird fetishization or fantasies about like sapphic or uh, women loving women or any of that. Um, I mean, you cannot search for the word lesbian uh, because the only thing you get will be porn. You know, you can't right. like, it's tough to find like lesbian, like hangouts or like support groups or whatever. Cause it's just like, all you're going to get is lesbian porn because it is so fetishized and, um, has been so like a subject of the male gaze. Um, right. It's almost like the, <laughs> it's become such a part of the culture, like the fetishization of it, that it's hard to tell where like art influencing life or the other way around. Like it's all just kind of a mess. Right. And then yeah. there's the added complication of women in certain ways uh being less repressed for homosocial interactions mm-hmm. um in yeah. at least in our culture yeah. um, i mean and, even just something as and, simple as like a woman calling a group of her friends like her girlfriends you know like that's like a small exactly. little detail or example but it's like yeah that's you know um whereas like you have to go thousands and thousands of miles uh, from where we are in Portland, Oregon to find um, irredeemably straight men who <laughs> will like kiss each other mm-hmm. <laughs> or hold hands. Yeah. Hold yeah. hands in public without mm-hmm. it meaning something. Right. So, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think this song's fun. Yeah. I like the music of it. Mm-hmm. I think the music video is fun. It made me sort of like cock my head and like, what am I looking at kind of <laughs> way? Mm-hmm. Oh, your battery's out. Uh-oh. Charge the battery pack. <laughs> I need to get a little more juice. I wonder if I'll cut this out. <laughs> One it's up to you. I'm not editing. <laughs> I mean, I'm in Hawaii right now. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about a couple more songs. Okay. What do you want to talk about? I think Haley's Comet is, is kind of a cool metaphor. I think we could talk about that. There's a lot we could talk about. Yeah. Maybe that's not worth talking about. I mean, we could, your power, I think metaphor. we need to talk about. Well, I'm a um, and happier than ever. Nathan? What? <laughs> what are you doing over there? I was just changing my battery. Okay. You don't wanna you wanna see me no more? I think it'd be interesting to talk about not my responsibility. Okay. I think we need to talk yeah, about, we should talk about that. I mean we could talk about overheated too, because those go in a in a pair. Mm-hmm. I think we need to talk about your power. I think NDA is interesting and I think 
male fans. Happier than ever. Happier than Yeah. Let's, worth talking let's try about. to move a bit faster. Okay, so let's talk about Not My Responsibility. It is a totally spoken word song, uh, and I have a clip of part of it. By them, I'd never be able to move. Would you like me to be smaller, weaker, softer, taller? Would you like me to be quiet? Do my shoulders provoke you? Does my chest? Am I my stomach? My hips? Yeah, so what this... do you, you think about this one? I have some complicated feelings about it. I think um, she's saying she's. It's a very prosaic um, piece. It starts with, "Do you know me? Really know me? You have opinions about my opinions, about my music, about my clothes, about my body. Some people hate what I wear. Some people praise it. Some people use it to shame others. Some people use it to shame me. But I feel you watching always, and nothing I do goes unseen. Um, so it's it's very prosaic." And it's not, I mean, it's not stuff that I haven't heard before, you know, it doesn't feel like she's necessarily saying something very new or adding much to the quote unquote, like discourse about some of these topics, but it is also maybe the first, um, uh, like introduction to these kinds of ideas or, um, questions that some people get and it is powerful to like claim these things and say them out loud in this way in the middle of a pop album um yeah so i mean it's she's 19 she's not going to be writing the next like big philosophy book or something you know I mean, i mean that's the thing she's a really good songwriter or the the pair of them together are are make great songs. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I guess I was a little befuddled by this track. Like, why is this a track on an album? Yeah. I mean, it um, feels almost like it could be a blog post or like a right. vlog, you know, an interview. Yeah. A public statement, a tweet. Yeah. A tweet chain or whatever. Uh, this is also a music video. Have you seen this music video? No, I didn't really. Yeah, so she's like kind of like in the shadows in this music video, and um, she's at at a certain point she's like kind of stripping off a off a tank top, um, and then she disappears in like a dark pool. Um, she that does go along with some of what she says because she says. The body I was born with, is it not what you wanted? If I wear what is comfortable, I am not a woman. If I shed the layers, I'm a slut. Though you've never seen my body, right. you still judge it and judge me for it. Um, it also makes this... This is something I do not think is very effective in these kinds of polemics. Is It goes from the direct address of you, uh, you, you judge me for it, and it goes to the we. We make assumptions about people based on their size. We decide who they are. We decide what they're worth. Um, and that is, um, I don't think as effective as like the direct address to the you, um, because it's, it's vague. Um, who's we, is it the human race? Is it United States? Is it the United States culture? Right. Is it mainstream cis white hetero like standards of beauty? Like who's included in the we, you know? 
Yeah. Um, I also think that, like, as a recording, as a piece of recorded audio, um, I feel like it's kind of strange tonally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how on purpose that is. Um, but it's like, it's delivered in this kind of sexy way. Mm-hmm. And, but it's, but the content of the lyrics is very non-sexual. Mm-hmm. But she's like, she, she's like talking about, you know, her stomach and her hips and her body. And, but she's like talking about those parts of her like in a way that is coded as like sexy and like sort of breathy. Yeah. And um, it's not the way that she speaks in interviews. Like she's like, she talks fast. She says a lot of things and she's like kind of a motor mouth and she's very charming. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and, and I don't know, I don't know why I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with any of this <laughs> as much as just like, I don't know what to do with it. Is it, I, I guess this is where this is where some of those um, deposits of trust like might bounce, you know, because I'm like, OK, I want to trust you that you're doing something specific here, but I don't know what to make of this. Mm-hmm. And I want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt or assume that I'm too stupid or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, it is confusing. Like, is is there some point to the juxtaposition of the like what i think is like an obviously like sexually coded delivery in the instrumentation and in the in the vocal performance and the uh very vulnerable and not in an asexual content mm-hmm. um of the words i don't know um and then the music video kind of doubles down on that stuff. Mm, and uh, yeah. it's kind of confounding to me, and I don't really know what to do with it. Yeah. Hmm. This is the one time where I feel like, is Billie Eilish not out ahead of the things that she's talking about? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, um, you wanted to talk about... Overheated? Every- Overheated, yes. Yes, here here we go. They still were flashing. I started walking. Gave no reaction. No reaction. I'm overheated. Can't be defeated. Can't be deleted. Keep on believing. I'm overheated. This is another song that is very Radiohead. Um, in yeah, so this is at least this the last song, quote unquote song flows into this song, mm-hmm. and uh, this is about the same kind of stuff, but it's more poetic, mm-hmm. less explicit. Yes, um, but there's some like I don't know. <laughs> Like, what what do I make about this, like, this lyric? All these other inanimate bitches. It's none of my business, but don't you get sick of posing posing for pictures with that plastic body? That's a bit rough. 
They... That feels like a like a like a right wing boomer yes. like thing to to say. It does, you know, yeah. like it's like kind of like not explicitly sex work shaming, but not not that. It's like uh, it seems certainly not body positive. <laughs> no, it yeah, it seems to be sort of like taking agency away from people who use their i mean everyone uses their body to like work i mean that's the whole rhetoric of sex work you know Mm -hmm. it's like everyone sells their body in one way or the other you know so like i don't know i feel really weird about this and again it makes me sort of feel like i care about the issues that she's talking about but i don't know if she has like an artistic statement that like she that is I don't know, that I can get on board with at least. Yeah. Um also what is, what does she mean by overheated? What does that mean? I don't know. Song? Yeah. I think that is uh one of the main questions of the song. Does that mean she's like mad at this situation and mad at the paparazzi? I don't know if we mentioned that in the in the first verse she's explicitly talking about like the paparazzi being there and just kinda like swarming her. Um yeah. She gets like kind of aggressive in the second verse. I don't really want to know why it went there. So that kind of makes me wonder if like there was a fight and maybe that's what she means by overheated. Yeah. I kind of don't care. You want to kill me? You want to hurt me? Stop being flirty. It's kind of working. Do you really think this is the right thing to do? Is it news? News to who? That I really look just like the rest of you. Which, I mean, is true and is maybe something worth pointing out, but is kind of like the last um, track on this album, just stated very directly and very prosaically in a way that isn't... I think maybe one of the things that I'm a bit disappointed about with these two songs, the spoken word one and then this one, is that they don't feel convincing, really. It doesn't feel like if some young, probably like some young boy growing up in like a more traditional quote unquote uh, community or is like in a less um, open context. If this boy were to like hear this music, that's the song and that spoken word piece. I don't think he would really like have his mind changed or opened really. And I don't know. I, maybe that's not a fair expectation or like requirement to hold it to, but I kind of feel like maybe it is if you're just going to like straight up tell me these things in such a direct prosaic way. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I feel sensitive about it because like she's essentially being abused by like the world and like America specifically, like Mm -hmm. since her first album, she's been constantly observed. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, we talked about the way that, you know, Justin Bieber in our last season was observed constantly and Mm -hmm. the toll that it took on him, like psychologically. Right. But the stuff that like Billie Eilish had to go through with like a way shorter career, um, like, but as a minor is like kind of insane. Like people were constantly talking about her body. Um, and I think to some extent, all teenagers have some degree of body dysphoria or dysmorphia because like, at least in our culture, 
because it's not me. I was super well adjusted and had yeah. a great body. And <laughs> I at least think it's like super confident. normal to be stressed out about the way that one's body looks, um, yeah, or feels or whatever. And you know, I can't imagine what it would have been like to be a woman uh, in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, you can't win, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. I mean, she talks about like in her, you can't win, you can't break even and you can't get out of the game. Yeah. So for all my whiz heads out there. Yeah. I, I feel like this might be a case of this is not about whether this is a perfect artistic piece, but is this useful to someone? Mm-hmm. And that might be a better way to evaluate this in the last piece. Yeah. It's like to the other AFAB people who of, of her generation who mm-hmm. are watching, is this helpful to them? Yeah. Um, that's a good point. And that might be a better way to look at it. Um, yeah. Then, then trying to evaluate it on the same level that we evaluate the rest of her work which mm-hmm. is seems so like it's in control of the reins you know like mm-hmm. it's on top of things so yeah, yeah. okay yeah um, i really don't like all these other inanimate bitches it's none of my business but don't you get sick of posing for pictures with yeah. that plastic body yeah and she's and she says um but I didn't get surgery to help out because I'm not about to redesign myself now, am I? And then later on in a, like a quote about this album, she's like, people should do whatever they want with their body. You know, they should like <laughs> Is that really get surgery if you want to, wear whatever you want, you know? And it, But here she's like contradicting that, contradicting that with like some respectability politics. and um, Yeah, and it's just, it's very egregious to display like such uh, uh, a um, present understanding of like destructive beauty standards and like the male gaze and how um, like AFAB people are just treated this way. Um, And then in the next breath, like, like call them bitches with plastic bodies. If they try to like live up to it, you know? Yeah. It's like she's like literally doing the thing that she's complaining about. Yeah, yeah that's like, like enforcing. That just serves to enforce like the um, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, patriarchy is not just held up by men. Yes. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, okay, you wanted to talk about? Oh, did we want to talk about everybody dies? Um, oh, um, no. Let's just talk about how everybody dies. Oh, does how... everybody die? Yeah, apparently. Oh, okay. Well, that's news to me. Um, I, yeah, it's a, a legitimate thing to be stressed out about and to write a song about. Especially during a really pandemic care. album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, some of the lyrics in this song are a little bit um, I am 14 and this is deep subreddit level stuff. That's a bit mean to say. <laughs> This is a 16-track album. It's they're not 16. all going to be bangers. They're not all going to be bangers, yeah. It's not as short and sweet as the last one. No. You want to talk um, about Your Power? I think we should talk about Your Power. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we go. And then maybe skip to uh, Happier Than Ever. Okay. Let's do it. Oh, 
So um, people speculated that this was about her ex, Seven Amp or whatever, how the hell you pronounce that. Um, but with an interview with Esquire in May 2021, she said that the song is not about a specific person. Um, and she apparently also expressed her hope that the song can spark change and reflection. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah. But I like that they ground it with some specifics. Um, there, it feels like a specific narrative about a composite person or like a, an indicative, sure. almost like parable uh, in verse one. She says, she said you were a hero. You played the part, but you ruined her in a year. Don't act like it was hard. And you swear you didn't know. No wonder why you didn't ask. She was sleeping in your clothes, but now she's got to get to class. Um, so there's some good specifics in there. There's... It's a, lit, a little bit muddled as to what's going on. Yeah. Um, I think the details that are, matter are uh, sleeping in your clothes, that like level of intimacy mm-hmm. and then getting to class mm-hmm. is talking you know that's like the power dynamic the age difference um yeah she said you she said you were a hero you ruined her in a year mm-hmm. um yeah like i think this song is good at using specifics that are kind of tale as old as time specifics mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> what, what they the beauty and the beast really yeah <laughs> barely even friends um then somebody bends unexpectedly (laughs) Hmm. talk 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 about uh, a movie a story about power dynamics (laughs) (laughs) yes um what does billy say about this song it's a really big subject it's about a lot of different things it's sadly very relatable for people I'm not going to make it about my experiences because it's really hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands and millions of people have experienced this every single day. It's everywhere you look and I hate it and I wanted to say something and I'm not going to get too deep into the specific lyrics and what they mean and what they're really about, but it's a problem that's occurring everywhere you look and everyone is someone or knows someone who's been taken advantage of. Yeah. So, um, did Billie Eilish just uh, become an anarcho-syndicalist, do you think? <laughs> She's talking very broadly about power. You know, like, just using the word power, like... Yeah. And this is something... Man, this is something that, like, I Well, always, she doesn't want to get into the specifics. She does not yes, want to get into the specifics. I think this is a... Um, <laughs> that was one of those things that, highly like... political song. When I was younger, I was always, like, kind of hesitant and... Um, yeah, like a little bit scared of that well-worn phrase, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Because I was like, well, sure. if we actually decide to believe that and like take it to its logical conclusion, we don't have a government. We don't have like pastors or ministers. Like if 
if you are saying that power is bad, which is something like, I think, don't think I'm generalizing too much to say like anarchists are generally say that, uh, that like power, hierarchy, coercion are all bad, um, pretty much always. Uh, if we actually believe that, then what happens if we like tried to live according to this thing that we supposedly believe, you know, but that's kind of, that's a tangent. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty clearly like male it's power too, over so. women. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't necessarily know if these ideas are particularly new at this point, but, you know, will you, I think these lines are affecting, uh, will you only feel bad if it turns out that they kill your contract? Yeah, there's the, um, will you only feel bad when they find out if you could take it all back? Yeah. Would you, there's all, there's some interesting like stuff in, in some of these lines, the, Some of it is very direct and also like very prosaic and a bit polemical also just like, how dare you? And how could you with the chorus, try not to abuse your power. I know he didn't choose to change. You might not want to lose your power, yeah. but having it so strange, like that's very direct, very prosaic. Um, but I feel like it's elevated by her delivery because it's very like wounded and very vulnerable and um yeah. very ethereal and i think that that adds this like whole extra dimension to the the lyrics which are you know a bit just straightforward you know well should we end with uh happier than ever yeah let's do that yeah she has a song called male fantasy at the end that gets into some of these issues that she was talking about um but i guess we could talk about that too yeah there's a bit more interesting stuff here. Yeah, maybe we can talk about that, but if we have time. We'll talk about Happier Than Ever now. I like this like old timey jazz <laughs> string jazz. That's kind of sound. Exactly what I was thinking of too when I was listening to it. And then the ending is super fun and not that. Do you want to play the sound sample of the ending? Sure. That I took? This is a long sample. I think this line 
always said you were misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great line, and that's really dense with meaning. And it's a very like John uh, Mayer archetype. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there's this idea that if people really understood certain things, that they would agree with you. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if they like, if people really understood me, then they would have my side. And the issue is ignorance, not mm-hmm. disagreement. Right. Um, and That's I see a lot this of political like, rhetoric these days too. Yeah, um, which is where. And we've talked about this concept on the show before, but like the cruelty is the point. Mm-hmm. That's where like that's come in handy. That idea it's, it's cause it's like at a certain point that breaks down because at a certain point, like if you're ignorant, you're doing it on, you're choosing ignorance and you're, you know, and, or maybe you're not ignorant and you just are choosing cruelty, but either mm-hmm. way it's either, implicitly or explicitly cruel mm-hmm. and um and i think this line kind of captures that idea like th- this person who's like you know I, we, we talked about this with the concept of a dork ability you know mm-hmm. just like or with john mayer especially you know just like oh yeah i'm just like a misunderstood or i'm just like a lot mm-hmm. you know yeah and it's like no we maybe what if we do understand you <laughs> and don't like you and what mm-hmm. if we are, what if we have the information and are making a judgment? Mm-hmm. What have if you thought I'm, of that? Yeah. What if we actually do see you and you're not being erased? <laughs> you know? <laughs> what if we just think you suck, dude? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's some, there's some good lines in this, in this verse three. Um, and I don't talk shit about you on the internet. Never told anyone anything bad because that shit's embarrassing. It's um, true. Like, I mean, yeah. she hasn't talked about, I don't think she's talked about him at all. All these mm-hmm. songs are probably about him, but she like yeah. denies that they are. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, never paid any mind to my mother or friends. So I shut them all out for you. Cause I was a kid. Oh, that's really. heartbreaking. That is. Yeah. Yeah. That's asymmetrical power abuse stuff mm-hmm. yeah um do you want to talk about male fantasy or do you want to be done sure okay let's talk about West, it yeah, yeah. Let's, let's touch on it and then let's be done touch on it i gotta make kid lunches i'm going back to therapy As a side note, I am not a huge fan of that, like, hitting the guitar type percussion. I find it sonically kind of unpleasant. What about flamenco guitar? That rules. That's different. They, they're they using, like, their fingertips and stuff in some wild and wacky ways. You don't like that, like, YouTube guitarist style? No, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> what, for some mysterious reason, gets called, like, acoustic music or acoustic guitar as a genre? It's weird weird man terrible yeah (laughs) did you ever see that movie august rush no i never did 
There were people who um, were really into it. And it had that Freddie Highmore kid who was in a Finding Neverland. I mean, I he's think. great. Yeah. There there was a scene where like he gets his hand on his hands on his first he's supposed to be like a musical genius. Mm-hmm. And he gets his hands on his first musical instrument, which is a guitar. And um basically they have um Cocky King. Do you remember Cocky King? She's acoustic guitar genre musician. Oh, I don't She's like you know, hmm. percussive acoustic guitar, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Um which is funny because it's like this that style of guitar, my understanding is that it's really hard to make it sound good without being it, super plugged in. It doesn't work acoustically. Yeah. Like double tapping definitely you know? doesn't, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then even then, I, I think it's often tonally unpleasant. Yeah. Um, Tamberly. But I mean, uh, that's, you know, very subjective. Anyway, there's a scene of like Freddie Highmore like going, bah! <laughs> you know, on the guitar, and then it'll cut to just the hands, and it's these like grown women, woman hands, you know, like tapping away at this uh-huh. guitar on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That reminds me of a, yeah. of a TikTok you recently shared with me. Of uh, was it DJ Khaled getting that guitar from <laughs> the Marleys? Yes, I'll, I'll put a link to that. Oh, oh you my will. God. That's you will, the huh? funniest shit. I probably I've ever will seen. have to do that. You um, will. I will. Um, yes. Um, so this song is interesting because Billie Eilish uh, considers a John Hughes movie to be pornography. She says, home alone, try not to eat, distract myself with pornography. It's like, wow, that's a, that's a bold take, Billie. Uh, that, that's got kids in it, you know? And that's Chris Columbus, you lots of violence. idiot. Hang on, really? Yeah, John Hughes is like 16 candles and... Uh... God damn it. Babysitter's right. Club. Christopher Chris Columbus. Columbus is the same person who discovered sailed the ocean blue. Yeah. Yeah. He discovered <laughs> the whole beautiful land of God that we live in today. And we definitely should have um, a day dedicated towards for him and all the great stuff he did. Cause he never did anything bad. Yeah. Harry Potter. Love that flick. <laughs> that one movie, Harry Potter, the movie, Harry Potter two. <laughs> Too Harry, too, too Potter. Harry, too Potter. Ha! Okay. Beat you to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, I hate the way she looks at me. Sorry, continuing from the pornography line. I can't stand the dialogue. She would never be that satisfied. It's a male fantasy. I'm going back to therapy. That's a great line to end that verse with. I like <laughs> yeah. that a lot. That rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah, like, I feel... No, good. I feel curious... I feel curious about this. Um, Do you need a little more wine also, it, for it, courage to say what you're mm. going to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to like. Yeah, just like rhetoric about porn is mm-hmm. also so boomerish, you know. And it's yeah. like it's discounting to some extent. I mean, obviously there are issues in the porn industry. Ron right. Jeremy just got fucking locked up. For like finally, you know, like finally, decades of oh my god, being uh, a monster, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, like any other industry, but obviously the porn industry is like super toxic and dangerous and the most me tooable industry, obviously, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. But like, you know, the idea of like fantasy being exclusively male 
and that like hegemonic fantasy can't influence or not that male not that the idea that a male fantasy can't be like enjoyed or subverted or engaged with ironically you know what i mean? it mm-hmm. just seems all fraught to talk about you especially know? because like, she does the same thing or at least seems to try to in her video for which song was it lost cause that is subverting male fantasy or at least seems to try to be right yeah. and it's like women women watch porn i don't think that's right cameron i think women are pure beautiful (laughs) angels (laughs) women watch porn and they watch porn that a lot many women watch porn that is you know fantasy and that is fraught Mm -hmm. and that like if you extrapolate and like try to apply it to your real life will you know be bad news in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, Fantasy can can be a great way to engage with fraught topics. Fraught topics. (laughs) (laughs) Or frottage topics also. TM, 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 TM. Oh my God. I think that's the episode title. (laughs) Um, um, but no, it it I I it is it is true that like fantasy is can be a great way for like people to process things. I mean, this is obviously like a very extreme example, but like issues of consent, um, issues of like non consensual behavior can be engaged with on like a fantasy level as a way of empowering oneself or sort of like working through some of the emotions, especially if one has been a victim of like non-consensual behavior from someone else. Um, yeah. So like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the the point I was making here, (laughs) except that like, Oh, that like, yeah, the having the fantasy be fraught can sometimes be a very positive thing, um, for some people, not, you know, not a hundred percent all the time everywhere, but as you were saying, a lot of it is fraught, and sometimes the fraughtness is good or helps people in some ways. Yeah. It's Which is not to, to argue that we should have like a shitty porn industry that objectifies of women. Of course. You know? Of course. Yeah. But like her like kind of like argument in the song is that like this porn is lacking in like verisimilitude. I should probably she, go back to therapy. She literally know? says, I can't stand the dialogue. Cameron, people yeah. have been saying that for ever since there have been porn talkies. <laughs> Hot Cheetos like, and porn talkies. <laughs> Billie Eilish, you know that like for how how many porn scenes are there where the dialogue is insufferable versus how many sexual encounters in the world are there where the dialogue is insufferable right like, yeah <laughs> dialogue is insufferable <laughs> why are we even making a podcast yeah. anyway like it's not that i don't understand the specific feeling like i've literally experienced this just like Ugh, i'm not in the mood for this right now or mm-hmm. like like this is not effective it's not that like this in a vacuum like there's any issue with feeling this way while I'm looking at porn. Yeah, but it's, but it's, it's just kind of like judgmental and it feels boomerish and feels kind of swerfy. It, uh, but it's also just like, it's, it's like 
it's very old man yells at cloud. It's, you know, I remember when MTV used to play music videos. It's like one of these stock, just like things that people say yeah. that's beyond cliche. Um, it's um, very interesting yeah. that she goes from there into the chorus. Cause I loved you then. And I love you now. And I don't know how, cause it's hard to know when nobody else comes around. If I'm getting over you or just pretending to be all right, convince myself. I hate you. That's a very interesting hard yeah. turn to make from the first verse. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, yeah, the verses in the chorus are, there's definitely some juxtaposition going. The verse two says, I got a call from a girl I used to know. We were inseparable years ago. Thought we'd get along, but it wasn't so. And it's all I think about when I'm behind the wheel. I worry this is how I'm always going to feel, but nothing lasts. I know the deal. I don't know what to make of that verse at all. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 kind of mysterious how the the verses and chorus are meant to interact with each other. Because um, like, in, in yeah, how how is the chorus about the male fan about a male fantasy or the male fantasy? I loved you then, and I love you now, and I don't know how. If I'm getting over you, or just pretending to be all right, convince myself I hate you. I mean, it seems like she's engaging in. It seems like it's about female. <laughs> fantasy or about her fantasy or you know, that like, she is embodying maybe his fantasy of what he wants from yeah. someone who's like pining away over him know. it's really unclear yeah it seems like the statement of you know the title and then the first verse breakdown immediately and mm-hmm. i don't know how to i'm not feeling a specific like resonance between the first and second verse or any of the verses in the chorus Mm-hmm. I don't know what to make of it. Mm-hmm. This is a really interesting album. There's some really good stuff on here, mm-hmm. and it's mostly really fun. Yeah, it's also really long. Yeah, and it is. I mean, I think a part of what we're seeing is someone who's been hurt by being a teenage pop star. Yes, and some of it is coming through in the music and affecting the music. Yes, which fucking sucks. Yeah, um, and I don't know what to say about all of that um except for i think she's an inordinately graceful public figure yes and i have feel a lot of respect for her and she's not going to the anne frank house and writing in the guest book that if anne frank were alive <laughs> no, she's pretty she's sure that not. she'd be a huge billy eilish fan she's not she's not doing that she's not as far as i have heard yeah. she has not had a dui you know she seems to yeah be yeah, I'm engaging with this uh, with this stuff in this way because I respect it, and not yeah. because, yeah, which isn't always the case with our right. artists that we cover. But yeah, yeah, um, I'm really interested to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's going to make more music or not, or what. Yeah, I mean that's never um, a given. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I was like really curious about like where she's going to end up, like or like what her what her place in the pop canon is going to sort of solidify into like is she going to be like a lady gaga that's like pushing boundaries but also like really successful and is she going to um become sort of like an alanis introspective um quiet music that has a fairly dedicated fan base but isn't huge um 
yeah, is she going to become like, uh, like a Beyonce, just like massive star? Like I just, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see where she's going to end up. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I think we didn't necessarily, an idea we didn't solidify in this is that like, she is particularly engaging with and commenting on this her, sexualizing herself in this album in a mm-hmm. way that she, I guess she did in her first album, but in a very different way. Right. You know, like in the lost cause video, she's like in a lot of the shots, um, her breasts are very exposed and she has like a lot of cleavage showing mm-hmm. and she's like, portraying herself in this very different way than in um, her music videos before where she's just like has super baggy clothing on that's very concealing and it's really cool. Yeah. Um, but is it's like avant-garde. coded in a very different way. It's like art school and, coded. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, what I would I'm interested to see what happens next. I would like, I would love for the narrative to go to, to move away from her body. Yeah. Um, and, but maybe she has more songs to sing about it and maybe that's what's needed. You know, I'm definitely more interested in her like detached fun art stuff, Mm -hmm. but also I'm me, (laughs) you know? And maybe are you? What was the last time you asked yourself that? What I'm trying to say is like maybe what I'm interested in isn't the thing that's needed, you know? Right. So, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to hold all of those judgments and those opinions super lightly because Mm -hmm. I think she's so interesting and I respect what she's doing so much. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I want to have as much room for her as possible in a way that I don't feel about Justin Bieber or John Yeah, especially the way Justin Bieber's been going. Holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, What's the next... Are we talking about ABBA next week? Or the next episode that's released, rather? Well, um, you and I have to talk about, you know, are we going to be able to record another episode this gotcha. week before I leave for Hawaii? Mm-hmm. And uh, if so, then it'll be something else. Power um, cleanser. We've talked about potentially doing a bunch of like ICP EP stuff because they are so prolific. <laughs> yes. They have so much. Stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we, we could do that as like a little palate cleanser or extension of season two. Um, and then we'll talk about ICP, their new album, their new LP, mm-hmm. and then and then ABBA. That's the plan. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, until next week, y'all, thanks for listening. You can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Tweet us at Topias Podcast. Discord is also the place to be. We have a Discord. The link will be in the episode show notes. Um, I'm, I've made my triumphant re- return to the Discord. That's, that's what I'm saying. I've, I've been, I have been disappeared. I've, I've been, I've been a ghost for a while, but uh, I feel in a place where I can participate in that now and participate. I shall. It's a great place. It 
it means a lot to me that people are, are there and are hanging out and talking to each other. And if you join the Discord, you can also watch us record these, these episodes live with video feed, even. You can look at our mugs. You can watch us drink mugs out of our mugs using our mugs. Um, so, yeah, check out the link to the Discord. It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, you can also... We, we, we typically do, like, Tuesday nights at, at 8.30 Pacific. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that also constantly changes. Yes, <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> like, this next couple of weeks, it's going to be kind of all over the place. But yep, uh, exactly. maybe it'll be mostly that when I get back. We'll see. Yep. Uh, there's a couple ways you can support us. You can go write us a review share the show tell people about it and you can give us a few dollars to our patreon at support.boxset.website you'll get access to all of our bonus materials including a weekly mini show called what's in the box weekly this week we talked about the squid game and cameron talked about a food if you can believe it (laughs) i'm kind of a foodie It was some sort of uh, a pasta, I think, is, is what Cameron said. Yeah, it was a pasta. It was, a, it was a pasta granny. Um, yes. The other thing you should do while I'm telling you to do things and while you're considering broadening your horizons and trying new things, you should listen to Cameron's other podcast called Get Up in the Cool. I'm leaning in very close to the mic. It's very intimate. I feel like a classical radio DJ right now. Uh, you should listen to traditional acoustic musics with Cameron DeWitt. It's called Get Up in the Cool. And it has been a good time for many years. I think you'll like it. I think you'll <laughs> appreciate it. You should check it out. I don't know what episode is coming out at the time of this episode's release, but uh, it'll probably be great. Yes. All right. Well, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I'm a percussive shark dog snarl beat. And I am Cameron DeWitt, and... I'm going to go eat some fraud topics. <laughs> oh, yeah, what I was going to say, I forgot. What were we talking about before? You said it was a zinger. Yeah, but what, what were we so talking sure. about? I don't know. Oh. It's called tea. Huh. We had a zinger about tea. I don't remember now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I remember now. Yeah. I was going to say I've been, I've, I uh, have been wanting to f- found a new school of um, meditation called mindlessness meditation. That That's it. Great. That's a zinger. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be on the grill. Well, I will give you gentrifying <laughs> amounts of money for that. <laughs>